And it's Ellsberg being eyeballed by the mayor for Bidden Love and the favourite strides up big big time on the outside. Then came Converge from Just Folk Dallas and I'm Thunderstruck is coming into the race. As for Bidden Love races to the lead at the 300 Forbidden Love a length clear. I'm Thunderstruck's the big danger. It's Forbidden Love three quarters to I'm Thunderstruck. Working into the clear Mr. Brightside from Ice Bar. Forbidden Love under siege. Mr. Brightside charged up. Mr. Brightside takes the lead. Ice Bath runs on. Mr. Brightside for the Hayes boys wins it. I'm Thunderstruck second. Ice Bath third. Then Forbidden Love. Followed by Banker's Choice Dallas and Ellsberg. Cascadian late. Followed by Lighthouse Brutality. King Magnus. Laws of Indices. Inspirational Girl New Mary and then Sky Lab. Further back to Keku. Converge. A gap back to Private Eye. And kiss on all four cheeks. One of another uh, extraordinary story out of the championships. A horse who who only won its maiden in July of last year as a Group 1 winner, April of 2022. And, of course, Mr Brightness, trained by Ben and J.D. Hayes, brothers in training partnership. There's one thing about the Hayes dynasty. It's always been underlined by family. And another family moment, a very special one, and the man who, who can talk about that uh, is David Hayes, of course, the dad of Ben and J.D. And he's joining us from Hong Kong, and we're very pleased that he can join us this morning. David, good morning. Good morning. Uh, nice to be on the show. Yeah, and thank you for joining us. And, and I, I'm sure I'm right, and I'm, I'm sure you wouldn't disagree, that family is so important in the Hayes family. And that's a, another great moment, another great chapter yesterday. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, I remember in my early days, Dad saying when Better Loosen Up won the Cox Plate and the Japan Cup, he couldn't think of a bigger thrill he had by watching um, those those horses win. Uh, under my care and and him handing over the reins, he got more pleasure out of it. And I have to say, Prue and I were watching up here in Hong Kong. I know it was their first group one, but probably gave me as big a thrill as I've had in racing. Um, with all the things that we've done over the years, we couldn't think of a more happier moment. So uh, it was truly great. And, David, it's not as though Ben and J.D. sort of got everything served up to them on a plate or a silver platter, is it? They they had to sort of do it the hard way. There was a, there was a few owners left. Obviously, you left. Um, you know, to go to Hong Kong, Tom Dabding left. So it's not like they've it's sort of been handed to them. They've really had to fight and, and scrap their, 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 their sort of way through, haven't they? And, and haven't they done brilliantly? Yeah. Yeah, the other big factor that people forget is Sheikh Camdan died. So they had Sheikh Camdan die. I went to Hong Kong. Uh, Tom Davenick left with some key staff and some good horses um, and uh, uh, me in Hong Kong. So, you know, it, it really was a... The stable is probably a third of the size that it was in its heyday. Um, but I think that's a good thing. They're starting from a, a, a low base. They're working hard. They've built their own team of staff around them. They're developing horses really well with... You might have noticed they've had a lot of horses win four and five in a row in a preparation. So they're developing their horses through. And those horses I've been placing conservatively will probably be running into better races uh, next spring. So I think they're on an upward spiral. And, David, just on that with Mr Brightside, they, they and you've been quoted on this, they hatched a plan to keep him in as light as possible for the Doncaster. Such an important thing in a big handicap. And... Well, gee, they executed the plan extremely well. In fact, one hundred percent. Yeah, they avoided temptation. He, he, you know, he won six in a row, and was, you know, 
you know, could have easily ran in better races, but they really thought the Doncaster was the richest handicap you could run in at a mile in Australia, and they had the right article to do it. And so they really, um, they went for the all-star mile with the money, but it wasn't going to really affect his handicap. So, um, yeah, it was, it was terrific for them. Um, a, a good plan, and, and it was good to see it come off. And now the horse might even head your way, run fresh into the um, into the strap boat because the handicapper hasn't quite caught him yet. Could he end up in uh, Hong Kong potentially as well in the, the international sort of race day later in the year? Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, definitely, um, you know, people said it's amazing. I didn't uh, grab the horse right here, but <laughs> they needed the horse. That, that Lindsay Park needed a good horse down there, and and uh, there's he, he's got plenty of time to come up here for them in the international. So he's qualified for an international race now. So um, they probably will travel him, but they'll... They'll, they'll have a crack in, in the spring at the Wait for Age races after the strap broke, I think. What was it like over there for you, David? Like, you obviously hold up. It's it's pretty strict, the, the COVID protocols, uh, you know, just in society over there, but but the race, the, you know, you know the, the jockey club protocols as well. I'd imagine you, you you hold up a lot of the time over there, but but just sort of, like, were, you, were you sitting there screaming at the TV? Like, what, what were your emotions? <laughs> and you must have probably lost hope, I suppose, at one point in the race as well. Yeah, well, it was funny. Um, uh, one, back to the COVID, Hong Kong's probably the, the western city in the world that's the most seriously locked down. And then Jockey Club Protocol has got us even even more locked down. We can't even go and buy a litre of milk. We have to get all our food delivered and we're in lockdown. So it's been a bit of a long haul for us up here. Everyone's finding it a bit tedious. We can't mix with fellow jockeys or trainers. And um, it, it's just true and I in the house. And we were just watching it on the uh, on the TV, but our TV's about 30 seconds behind live. And at the 300, if you watch the replay, it looked like um, I'm thunderstruck, had him cold, and the, and the favourite was travelling well. I said to Pro, I think we're in a bit of strife here. And then the phone started beeping like <laughs> 20 messages, and I said, he's either collapsed. Or he's going to win. <laughs> and then going through the 100, I said, he's going to win. <laughs> so so he really picked himself up off the canvas. And he, he reminds me so much uh, of a young better loosen up who, who who sort of raced in the same colours, was a plain, unfashionably bred horse that just had a habit of hitting the line all the time like this horse. Uh, you mentioned the colours there. I was going to bring that up. It's um, It wouldn't be lost on many of our listeners, particularly our older listeners. We remember the, the, the foundation colours of Tommy Smith, the, the green and blue stripes with Bart, the golden, uh, golden green, green diagonal stripes. And these foundation colours, the white, green sash, black sleeves, black cap, how appropriate those colours come to the fore in this race yesterday? Yeah, they they they, uh, they popped up for their first group one, and uh, they popped up for my first group one, which was better loosen up in the Cox Plate. So um, uh, you know they've been very significant. Of course, Dad trained thousands of winners in those colours. So um, uh, we we're using them more and more. We 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 feel very comfortable, and for some reason, I find them very easy to see. Mm. And t- tell us, David, about the the first contact you had with with your boys after the win. Did you get them both on on speaker uh, speakerphone, FaceTime, and it must have been an emotional time. I, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah well, uh, interesting. Uh, ben was wildly excited. 
he's a little bit more seasoned because he's he's actually trained Group One winners with me before. Um, where JD, it was his absolute first, and JD said he was brave and fantastic and held it all together. But when he rang his mum and dad in a quiet corner, uh, he got quite emotional. Exactly right. Look, uh, appreciate your time this morning. This is another great chapter in the Hayes dynasty. But, of course, we're always looking for a tip, David. Now, <laughs> at the races today, can Super Wealthy win race seven? Uh, look, it's the hottest sprint in Hong Kong. So this is the the uh, final lead-up to the Champions Day. And I think he's a terrific chance. Uh, it, it, he's each way odds uh, and, and should run well. That's race seven, number four. As I said at the outset, uh, really appreciate you joining us this morning, getting your perspective from a, from a dad's point of view. But uh, a great win. And uh, we look forward to seeing this horse in the Stradbroke. That's some good news for us as well. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Cheers. David Hayes joining us from Hong Kong.